thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, is Alexander Collins. You know, it, we, you know, kind of jumping into today's episode, the the interest rates right now are at an all time low, Alex. Yes. And and we're getting emails. A uh, couple people from actually the the podcast have, have messaged us and and are asking, okay, should they take advantage of these and look at possibly refinancing their home? Yeah, including folks that have actually refinanced in the recent past. Yeah, like last year or right. beginning of this year. So, right. so this episode, what we want to do is have you, we want three things to think about with your finances to analyze, okay, does it make sense to refinance? And the first thing, the, the first thing you got to know is, well, A, do you qualify and what is the rate going to be? Yeah, and it's it's important to understand what all goes into rate because it's not just getting the lowest rate quoted to you. Um, it, it it also has to do with like what are the costs for the loan, what what all goes into it, and so making sure that you're working with a a good professional who can shop rates for you and shop different uh, lenders. Uh, understand how to structure things and why to structure things which way. Um, you know, sometimes uh, clients have bought up rates, sometimes they've bought down rates. Um, and if those terms are new to you, um, you can pay extra and have a lower rate, or you can receive money back and get a higher rate. And there's different reasons as to why you would want to do, you know, one versus the other. Yeah, and the, the and we're going to get into this a little bit more in in really step number three here. But the one thing, you know, when they focus on the interest rate only, they're focusing on how do I get the lowest interest rate, or you know, should they spend the extra money to get the lowest interest rate? And that's not all you should be looking at. You should be looking at okay, where are your debts? What's this going to free up in cash flow? What are you going to be doing with the money? There's a lot of conversation to have in that. Mm-hmm. And so this is. Right. And the mortgage advisor, they do a great job. They sit down and they show you, okay, if you do X rate at at a 15 year loan or a 30 year loan, this is the amount of money you'll spend in interest. And that's something to definitely consider. But you also have to consider what is it freeing up in cash flow and what could you be doing else with your money? And so just kind of focusing still here on step one, Alex, the interest rate is not the only thing you should be looking at. And you should be bringing in other financial professionals or the financial person in your life to help you make that decision. Don't just focus on one piece of it. Uh, absolutely. It, it's all about what the opportunity cost is. So, you know, for example, I, when we did an entire podcast on the, the difference between a 15-year and a 30-year mortgage, where oftentimes the 15-year, just about every time, the 15-year uh, mortgage, you're going to pay less in in interest for two reasons. One, you're likely going to get a better rate. And two, uh, you're paying over a shorter time period 
and therefore you have less time to accrue interest. And the vast majority of the time that we've looked at it, it it's made more sense to do the 30 year as opposed to the 15 year because of that opportunity cost and what it requires from a cash flow standpoint. Yeah, and every situation is different. So, you know, we have come up with some situations where the 15 year has made sense, but again, it's looking at the entire picture to Alex's point. Sometimes and oftentimes right now, because of interest rates are so low, the 30 year does make more sense. But again, make sure you're analyzing all the pieces you should, not just an interest only type of approach. Yeah, 100%. Which takes us to, to step number two. We're talking about looking at everything. What are your debts? Do we have credit card debt, right? What are the interest rates on your credit card? Should you be refinancing and bringing some of that debt into the mortgage, right? Yeah. Student loan debt, car loan debt. Now, car loan to student loan debt sometimes doesn't make sense. But again, you should be looking at what are the interest rates we're paying? What are the payments we're paying towards those loans? And if you were to bring it in and refinance into your house, you know, th and this gets us to step three, but we're not going to take, we're not going to jump there just yet. But what does that open up in terms of cash flow? So analyzing the debts is is an important piece of this. Well, and also taking a look at whether you're doing a a fixed rate loan versus a a variable rate loan. If you've got a home equity line of credit, does it make sense to combine that with your first mortgage? Um, and then maybe go go redo uh, the home equity line of credit. I mean, we're we're huge fans of having the flexibility of a home equity line of credit. And for short-term cash needs, it's a great place to potentially get money. However, if we're carrying debt there and we're looking at the potential for refinancing anyway, it may make sense to go ahead and combine those two loans get a lower interest rate and uh you know maybe the payment stays the same but now you're you're paying down the principal on that uh, home equity line of credit whereas before you weren't um it, you know there's there's a whole host of different possibilities it's also possible that you've got a uh, an arm right now or adjustable rate mortgage and as a result it might make sense to lock it in on a uh on a fixed interest rate loan so you don't have to worry about it for the next 30 years if if you don't need to. Yeah, I mean, it obviously depends on how long you're going to be staying with the home and whether or not you should do fixed or arm and, and your interest rate in terms of you know where you think interest rates are going to go. There's a bunch of conversation to have and what type of loan. And, uh, you know, again, that's just another piece to add to this. Yeah, and it's good conversation to have with your financial professionals. And um, I mean, you, you can't ask them to predict what the future is going to hold, but you can ask them, hey, which direction do you think it's going to go over whatever time frame? You can ask them questions like, hey, if, if I'm assuming this, like, what would be the appropriate way of, of tackling that? What are there any concerns that you would have with doing it that way? Things of that nature. And just to correct your language, Alex, and I'm going to pull in Alex here, you could ask them what they think of the future and, and predict the future. Now, if they actually are predicting the future and giving you some sort of guarantee of what that looks like, I'd run. <laughs> <laughs> or get it in writing. <laughs> or get it in writing, which I'm not sure that'll even help possibly. But, you know, again, just conversation with people so you're not just looking at it in a siloed manner, which is a common theme that we've got inside of this podcast is huge. Uh, yes. Which takes us to step number three. 
and this might be the the bigger conversation to have because it's the end result if you will it's okay what happens to the cash flow if you don't refinance versus what you versus if you do refinance and what are you going to do with that extra cash flow yeah and like this goes to the heart of that conversation around the 20 year or the 30 year versus the 15 year like if you're throwing an extra 1500 bucks a month at one mortgage is it really surprising that you're paying less in interest shouldn't be um and like so much of it is like we brought up this concept of opportunity costs earlier uh, in this episode but bringing it back to that opportunity cost is okay if if one loan takes two thousand dollars a month of cash flow and a second loan takes twenty five hundred dollars a month of cash flow all right we should figure out and and yeah we're going to need to make some assumptions but we need to figure out okay what would we do with that extra five hundred dollars a month how important is that what type of utility does that give us and then taking a look at it from a standpoint of like okay well if the two thousand dollar a month loan takes an extra five years to pay or ten years to pay what do we you know how do we come up with the extra two grand on the back end of that loan or like what would we do differently in the other scenario you know, once you can actually compare apples to oranges and there's a couple different or apples to apples and there's a couple different ways to do that um you know then you can go about and figure out what what makes the most sense for you you and your situation as opposed to trying to compare you know a 20 the you know keeping your existing 20-year mortgage or refinancing it to a either a 15-year or a 30-year you know and it there's a lot to th to 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 speak into in this. And I think one thing that just kind of hit me, Alex, that you and I talk about all the time, and I think most Americans understand this once we bring this up, the flexibility when you've got extra cash flow when you refinance, and especially even if you just put it straight into savings account, even more important when you're going through, I don't know, a pandemic, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you're talking about this 15 year loan or even a 30 year loan, extra cash flow is always nice to have because I don't know about you, I would have loved to have more money in any 10 or 15 or God, a 30 year time horizon. When have you ever thought, I wish I had an extra five, 10, $20,000 to use to do X? Oh, all the time, like all the time. Now the, the issue is, is that you have to know yourself and like if you're just gonna go spend the extra dollars like okay that's that's not that's not necessarily a good thing because now everything else becomes more challenging retirement becomes more challenging because you're used to a bigger lifestyle you weren't saving the dollars and so now it throws any of the calculations that were made out of uh alignment and out of out of out of whack um and so like you, you have to know yourself and you have to be disciplined uh depending depending upon which uh circumstance you 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 structure or how which way you structure your debt you know and we all want to be eventually or some version of this financially free and when you're saving a bunch of money how much more flexibility and financial freedom do you really have 
And so uh, I guess I'd love uh, to just time. Yeah. And, and maybe just ending it on this, Alex, like that aspect is, is huge. Mm -hmm. Even if you, if you, even if you to do an, even if you were to pull an Alex Collins and build a spreadsheet and really analyze, okay, if I do X versus Y, X, I'm going to have, X, you know, $300,000 at the end. And then Y, I'm going to have $250,000 at the end. But I would have a bunch more financial freedom and flexibility. I might still choose the $250,000 route because it's less stress and there's a lot of other things you could have done. Well, there's, given the scenario that you just drew out, Ryan, there's also less risk, there's more safety, more liquidity. There are a bunch of other factors. Uh, I can understand the thinking. I'd still probably go with the 300, but it depends. It depends on a bunch of stuff, right? And I get, I only threw that out, not to like one's better than the other. It's more of to really look at, okay, what is this really doing for you? Yeah. Well, and to, to have the conversation, it, it's not just about what's the lowest rate, what's the lowest payment, because we're looking at different things. If you're just comparing payments and one of them is a 10-year payment and the other one's a 30-year payment, well, you're, the chances of getting the right answer become a lot less without the rest of the information. 100% agreed. So to kind of sum up today's episode, we're talking about refinancing. There, there are three things we want you to really look at. A, obviously you need to see if you qualify, but more importantly, what's the rate? And don't just focus on the rate, okay? And then analyze that to what, you're currently, what your current rate is. Two, mm -hmm. analyze your debts. What's going on with where you're paying off debts? What are the interest rates? Should you bring those debts into the loan? And then three, what's the cash flow change? And what are you going to do with that cash flow change? If you're going to say, if you're going to have an extra grand a month because of this, what are you going to do with it? Right? Think yeah. that all the way through before you pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and I would add a fourth thing, and that is really encompassing all three of them. And that's work with a professional. Find someone that you know and trust that does this stuff for a living and make sure that you're having conversation around should I refinance from the standpoint of a, a, a mortgage advisor, somebody who has your best interest at heart and is going to actually help walk you through and answer these questions? Love it. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Guardian and its subsidiaries do not issue mortgages or partake in mortgage refinancing. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees expressly disclaim any responsibility for and do not maintain, control, recommend, or endorse third-party sites 
organizations, products, or services and make no representation as to the completeness, suitability, or quality thereof. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California, 91711, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a fully owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-106-310, expiration 08-2020.